Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome back to the Dropship Podcast, another Tactical Tuesday episode. And today we're back with part two of contacting high-ticket dropshipping suppliers that we pulled from our Patreon. If you missed uh, part one, go back and listen to last week's Tactical Tuesday episode. And if you just want to hear the whole episode uh, in one piece rather than in three pieces as we're doing on this show, head over to patreon.com slash dropshippodcast. All old episodes are absolutely free, so you'll get 25 episodes for absolutely free, and any new episode we put out is just $5. So if you want to hear this one, that is episode two on the Patreon podcast. Otherwise, let's jump right into part two of contacting high-ticket dropshipping suppliers. I want to give some tips on like actually calling these suppliers, because I know I struggled in the beginning. I actually struggled to make the calls. Uh, it took me about a month just to hype myself up to do it, and it wasn't even like I... I sat every day staring at my phone. I, I found other ways to sabotage myself. Like my website wasn't quite perfect enough or, um, you know, I didn't have the right email set up or I didn't have an 800 number. Or like I could think of any reason in the world that really wasn't a reason. I was just finding a way not to call them. And so whether you're in that position, whether you're a longtime uh, dropshipper and you're, you know, still not getting some of the big brands on board or whether you're starting a new store, I think, you know, there's certainly going to be some tips that, that you have or I have that maybe people haven't heard before. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're you don't right. even, it's, you have your team do all of these, John. Do you, do you like, do you call them at all? Uh, I do the odd one. Um, I, I have people do it for me because I just don't ha often don't have time or I don't want to allocate my time to doing that. Um, look, it's not an easy thing to outsource. I'll be upfront with that. I've had some issues with it. Uh, you definitely have to find the right person or people. I have found some of the right people, um, but I wouldn't say that wasn't without also um, paying some people who are not up to scratch to do it, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, we also do uh, like, uh, you know, I mean, I do this stuff for other people as well. So I just buy in and of myself. I have too, too, too high a volume of calls to make anyway that I couldn't do it myself, you know? So this might be my own like BS. There's there's a part of me that wants to fight against that. Like like I'm yeah. actually kind of shocked it works. And then the other side of it of like if they came at it as you know I'm the I'm the buyer for X company. Yeah. That may actually make you look better, right? That it seems as yeah. though you're a more experienced company or look, have more people on your team. I, I I only started doing this in last year in 2020, right? So I was actually against doing this for a long time. Um. I just started doing it because I put myself in a position where I had to do it because <laughs> uh, I, I had to do, I just had a lot of supply calls to make and um, <clears throat> you know, I, I didn't, it wasn't possible for me to do that. Um, now, if I was doing it on my first business, I would suggest that you still want to do it yourself, right? Because even if you like, even if you're going to pay someone to do it, you have to be able to walk them through how to do it. There is nothing, there's not, you're not really going to find anybody that has direct experience doing exactly these calls. Yes, you can go and hire like some phone closers or, you know, like a say, somebody who's got experience in outbound calling and sales calls, which is in some ways similar, but you're not going to get anybody who's made calls for a high ticket dropshipping business before and they have that direct experience. So you are going to have to train them, right? And, and walk them through the call, the objections, the things that suppliers may or may not say. And so it's hard to do that if you haven't actually made the calls yourself before. 
right? So I do suggest that people need to uh, make them themselves at some point before they can outsource it. But if you're somebody who's got already got stores, you've already done it, you've been through the process and you're like opening a second store or a third store or something like that, then sure, you could, you know, you, you could you could find somebody and hire them to do it for you if you want. And that's what I get to do. They call as an employee of the business. So they'll say, they'll use their name still and I set them up with their own email at the business URL and all of that. They'll call themselves like a VP of sales or something like that, right? They'll give themselves like a title within a company. They still say on the business owner, like the business owner's name and everything, the company, that all goes on any 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 forms they application forms they submit or anything like that they call as as an employee of the company um and yeah i guess the advantage of that does may be that it it sounds like a more built-out company um and in my case you know technically they kind of are employees of the company because they're a contractor they're being paid by the company so uh there's no lie there there's nothing fake about it um uh, you know, and obviously they don't discuss their employment relationship to the company anyway. They just say, I'm calling from here, which they are. So it's all, you know, it's all fine. It's all good on that, on that perspective. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things as well. It's kind of like outsourcing customer service. You know, everybody in the beginning feels difficult about that because they think, well, nobody's going to be able to do it as well as I can. But the reality is, is that, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've got a guy, the guy, my main guy that does this, he's sort of like my, my team leader guy. He's got 40 years of outbound calling experience. He's like 50 something. He's been doing it like his whole life, calling people on a phone, selling stuff, doing all that. He can do it way better than me. I'm, I'm very open about that. He shits all over me. He's smooth. He's practiced. He just goes bang, bang, bang. He knows how to deal with objections. You know, he walks people through like he's, he's fantastic. He's better than me. So the success rate using him is higher than if I was doing it myself. Um, and I'm cool with that. But, uh, you know, when you're doing it, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I was against that for years. But now that I've done it, there's no problem with doing it. Like, it, you get just as good a success rate doing that. Well, I'm genuinely shocked. I've never tried it. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that there's another human being that can do what I do. Uh, but... In the beginning, you're right. Like you fight those urges that nobody's going to be able to keep up. But I, I, I'm good, right? Like I'm really good. And so uh, there's a bit of an ego with that too, right? Like uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I've been turned down more times than I can count on like one hand ever, right? And so um, I, there is a bit of an ego there for me, for sure. As far as like I'm going to call these, I'm going to get them every single time. And there's just certain objections that come up that having a track record allows you to get around. So. I'm fortunate enough to have been part of quite a few businesses. And so as they're, you know, one of the, one of the number one objections they're trying to fight is make sure that you're not Joe bag of donuts. Who's just going to go flip these on, on eBay or Amazon. Uh, they want to know that you're a real business owner and, and having the experience I have, uh, I'm able to show them some of the other businesses we've done. Right. Um, what are, what are some other objections that you come across that are easily, maybe not easily, but uh, able to be overcome so that you can get around because there's there's tons of gatekeepers and even with COVID, right we, we don't have any stock we don't drop ship we don't you know what i mean there's a there's a lot of like uh little firewalls in place or, or little hurdles that you just need to jump over or skirt around in order to get past all of the the gatekeeper stuff and actually you know be able to talk to them on a real level 
Uh, yeah, look, I mean, there's certainly the, one of the issues you get uh, and certainly one of the things that's happened through COVID where, where people are not necessarily working in their normal work locations and things like that is it, 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 it has sometimes taken a bit longer to get in touch with the right person. Maybe they're not working out of the office. Maybe they're, that means they're not actually working when they're supposed to be working, like all sorts of things, right? So sometimes that's tough and the gatekeepers can be a bit, a bit harder to get through at, at this point in time. Um, but yeah, aside from that, the most common, certainly on mine, the most common thing we're hearing is um, we're sort of not on board. Like we get very few flat no's, right? No, we just won't do that. We don't get a lot of that. What we on really is, yeah, uh, we're, we're struggling to keep up with stock. We don't want to add another person who's selling our products. Um, and, but, but, but otherwise it would be a yes, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you're cool, but we just don't want to put more strain on ourselves and that sort of thing. So I guess in that, with that scenario, um, we'll just keep pushing on with them and say, look, yeah, that's cool. I can understand that's tough. Um, we don't need to sell anything straight away. We've got to get you set up on our website. You know, we've got to learn about your product. So if, if we can just go through and process the approval now and we can get access to your products and your data, we'll just get it all set up properly on our website so it looks really sweet. And, you know, when you've got enough stock, we'll start selling your products. That's, that's literally how we do it. And then they told you don't have enough stock about two weeks later and you just start selling their products anyway. Yeah. When they're in stock. I mean, you're not going to sell them anyway when they're out of stock usually, um, depending on the lead time. So it's better just to get them to say yes and say, look, let's let's just get it all set up. Make it not, they're worried because it feels immediate for them right now. You're on the phone, they think you want to start selling their stuff tomorrow when you're not really anyway. I mean, you've got to get their images, you've got to get all of their data on your site, you've got to set it up so it looks right. And that's usually going to take you depending on how many other supplies you're onboarding at the same time, it might take you weeks to get that far, right? So the, you just got to take the pressure off them. You know, often, often people on those calls, they feel pressure to say yes now because they think you want something right now. So whenever you see you're meeting a bit of resistance with somebody on the call, the key is to reduce, make it feel like there's less pressure on them, right? Whatever their pressure point is, reduce the pressure on that. And you'll, you'll get to yes a lot easier. People, suppliers, like often they just tense up when they feel like they're being pressured to do something. So you just got to release that, make it feel like less of a challenge, and usually you'll get to the yes. Yeah, I think there's quite a few objections, um, and all of them come back to one point for me. So I've been, this is super recent for me, I've been making the calls with my uh, new employee, uh, and he's been sitting in on every single one of these, and you know, I'll ask him, hey, what would you do in this situation? And he'll give his answer. And then I'm like, here's what I think, right? So uh, just a few of the objections, we can talk about how we avoid them. Uh, we need a minimum order of, of $10,000 for you to start, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. need, you know, we don't have any stock or um, we have some stock, but you won't be able to ship anytime soon. Like um, recently I had a brand tell me they're prior prioritizing their big dealers and giving them stock and I won't be able to sell it till next year. And uh, we mm -hmm. don't drop mm -hmm. ship and like there's a million of these and we can go through them all. But the number one thing I kept coming back to with him was like, all I'm trying to do is get the initial yes. Like if I can yeah. just get paperwork signed with them, I don't need to place a $10,000 order today. In fact, I'm never going to, they don't know that, but I don't need to fight it right now. And they might even send over like, you know, we have 12% margins. No, you don't. 
I know you have better margins than that. This is just another way for you to push me away. And and rather than like start, you know, as they've emailed me something over or on the call, I'm not going to argue about those right now. I'm not going to fight on margins. I'm not going to fight on shipping. I'm yep. not going to fight on an yep. initial order. I simply want to get past the gate. I want to get some paperwork signed. I don't I don't even need to put a product on my website right now. I just want to have an agreement in place with you so that then we can start the no the, uh, excuse me the negotiations. And so um yeah, there's there's a ton yeah. of these that come up and uh, I would encourage everyone to just don't argue any of this stuff. Don't get discouraged about any of it because it's all it's all a front in the beginning and and you just have to get past that. Hey, just want to jump in here real quick and say if you're loving this show, the number one thing you can do to help us out is simply go to Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're listening on and smash that follow button, that subscribe button, and leave us a review. It really does help us reach more people. And if you've got a friend that you know should be listening to this, send the podcast over to them. We'd love to have them join us as well. And real quick, two quick resources I have for you. If you want to join us in our free Facebook group, you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash dropship tribe or just search the dropship tribe. And we also have a paid version of this podcast where you can get even more of John and I and longer form content. You can find that on Patreon at patreon.com slash dropship podcast. All right, back to the show. Yeah, totally. 100%. You want to get that that initial yes just to the just to getting the paperwork sorted because it's it's kind of like a I mean it it's not quite it works on the on the psychology of like the micro commitment, right? It's not it's not really it's not necessarily a micro commitment, but once you get somebody to give you something, right? It's like a like some some positive action. It then becomes a lot easier for them to do other things for you down the track, right? So if you look at it like from a sales perspective, right, getting somebody to buy something cheap off you in the beginning makes it more likely they'll buy something really expensive off you in the future. They'll make a bigger commitment to you. Like it, it gets easier to do that. And with with suppliers, yeah, you have to look at it like you're building a relationship, right? Like yeah, a lot of people come into these calls and they think they've got to have all the world in agreed to in one call right and and you're right i i, I think that's one that's not realistic to expect that um if sometimes it happens but it doesn't happen it won't happen every time and so it's it's unrealistic to one put yourself under that pressure to feel like you have to come away with from every call with the perfect outcome for you um but it's also unrealistic unrealistic to put that pressure on somebody who's responsible for a multi-million dollar brand that they're going to give you the keys to the kingdom when you haven't done anything yet. yet like I'm pretty having... good at I'm pretty good at terrible analogies. So let's try the very first one of the show. Um, that girl you're you're looking at across the room, she dates other guys. You know she dates other guys, and you want to be one of the guys she dates. You're not going to run up and be like, "Okay, let's get married today." Uh, you're gonna, you know, hopefully try to have a cup of coffee with her or whatever people do during the pandy. Now I don't know in America here, maybe they have a Zoom call or something. I'm not sure, uh, but you're not going to jump right into the end of it, right, and start negotiating. You know, who's taking the kids, and um, can you play golf on Mondays and uh, see your boys on Fridays and play pokers on every other Saturday? You're not going to do all that stuff. You're you're just worried about getting that very first yes. Uh, yeah. and that's how I would relate that to this is like, just, just get paperwork. Right. So here's a, here's a clear cut example. I called the supplier and they said, yeah, I'm sorry. We don't actually drop ship. So, and I didn't even mention drop shipping they just said, we don't drop ship, you know, <laughs> trying to push me away. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. Cause I have a warehouse here that's uh, empty and just begging for your products. I don't have a warehouse. I could go get one if I need to. Um, but all I cared was that I got paperwork sent over and I was like, you know what? Our warehouse is empty. Uh, we can take care of this. Why don't you just send some paperwork over to this, to this email address? Um, we'll get started there and we can worry about all the other stuff later on. And she was 
immediately, you know, her guard went down and she was like, yeah, that's great. I'll send it over later today. Um, and we moved forward from there. And so, um, whatever their objection is, there's, there's definitely a way around all of them. And, and you just want to get that paperwork in hand. All right. So I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Like, because I know people hearing you say that people's next question is going to be, okay, so you got the paperwork, you, you filled it out, you've sent it in. Yep. How do you take that from where you are now into dropshipping? Yeah, so a line that has come up on almost every single call. They'll say, we don't dropship anymore. We used to dropship and we don't anymore. Or it, it, it kind of ties right into that, um, you know, we need a $2,500 order right out of the gates, yeah. right? And they'll yeah. say, you have a warehouse, right? And I'll be like, yeah, I've got a 3PL. Not for this brand, but I have it for my pet's brand. I just say, yeah, I have a 3PL. And we also have a little bit of warehouse space. Uh, and immediately they'll be like, great, because we want you to order a bunch of this or we don't drop ship. And either one of those, I immediately say, look, we're a new company. I, I, I like to be honest about this. There's other courses out there that tell you to lie and act like you're a, an already running yep. company and you have the competitor brands. I don't do that. No. I say, look, this is a new venture for me and my team. And if I were to spend two, five, 10 K on every single brand we brought in right now and pull all of these in our warehouse. Number one, that wouldn't be very good for our cash flow. And number two, I don't know what is going to sell of your products. So what I'd like to do is start off drop shipping. And once we understand, Hey, we, we, we sell more of this unit than the, that unit and, and unit C is really killer for us. Then I can come to you and buy pallets of that stuff so that we can get better margins and we can push through product faster. But I have to start drop shipping out of the gates just so we can keep our cash flow intact and we can move a lot faster as we're bringing on, you know, tens or twenties of brands at a time. Um, and I've, I've never gotten pushback on that. I will say I went after a really, really big brand on this new site I'm on and they're big. Um, and they're, they're holding their line of a $2,500 minimum order. They'll hold, they'll hold my money. They'll hold the product for me. Um, but this is the first brand I've ever encountered that there was, there wasn't an easy like get around for that. Yep. Yep. Are you, sure. are, you Look, are you experiencing the same thing as far as like uh, insisting they don't drop ship or that they need you to take stock or that they need an order from you? Yeah, I mean, if I think about it, we've had a few, and like out of out of hundreds, I'd say, yeah, like le- less than ten percent easily that that have said that minimum sort of order quantity or minimum financial commitment, whatever way they take that. Um, and yeah, I mean, sometimes that comes up and you can't get past it, uh, you know. So, you know, once again, I, I still go through, like get get the paperwork and get that signed and in because, I mean, once again, you don't have to necessarily, you know, make that, you, you don't need to start selling for, for, for them immediately. I mean, some people, you know, that you might be like, oh, well, I've only got one of those supplies, so I'll just pay him the $2,500 or whatever because I've got that amount of cash, right? I can afford to do that. If you can, then I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Just say, yeah, look, I want $2,500 of your best seller. Go out and flog it to get your foot in the door. You know, if if they're not map, just sell it at a discount so you can get sell them quickly and then you can get on with ordering for them normally. Um, you know, or just... You know, put put get 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 approved with them and put put them on the back burner until you want to make that minimum order with them. Once you've started selling other things, right? Because you don't need to sell them immediately, but still get that approval in, 
or, you know, maybe get that approval and start selling other stuff and then call them and say, you know, just keep in touch with them and say, look, we're starting to sell other people's brands, man. Like, and they're cool with drop shipping. You, you know, we want to, we want to be selling yours, but we're just not, you know, you're missing out. We're selling your competitors stuff. You know, let's just get a few across the line and then we'll talk about order quantities later. So, you know, the answer to that might depend sort of on, on where you're at, you know, financially and, and what commitments you're happy to make. Um, but once again, just don't feel the pressure that you've got to, you've got to do that stuff immediately just to get them approved. Most of them will still approve you and then place order at some point, you know. Yeah, you so, kind of you kind of cut out there. I don't know if you cut out on the recording, but I agree with what John just said there. Of like, you it the minimum order that they're talking about, or or the they don't drop ship is not contingent on you actually being approved. And so get the approval because once you're approved, you have I don't want to call it leverage, but you have the ability to actually sit there and negotiate. Once all that stuff's done, if the, if that barrier of we still need to get this paperwork done and filed away and 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 Sandy needs to set you up in our system. If that's still in the way, of course they're not going to even like discuss with you all of the other things. And so, um, yeah, just get approved, and then there's a. I, I feel like there's ways around it, right? That like these brands yeah. do they they do drop ship. I've rarely found one that does not, uh, like very very rarely. And then, like I said, the minimum order quantity. I've only ha- ever had one brand hold me to it. Um, and another brand that like tried to hold me true way back in the beginning, I sold pellet grills and one of the brands, uh, they were like, you have to have a $2,000 minimum order quantity. Right. And so I only uploaded their products that were over $2,000 and I just waited. Yeah. I waited till I sold one. And when I sold one yep. qualified, I had them ship the one product and we were good to go from there. And so, yeah. um, it's never a no, right. Uh, everything is going to eventually be a yes. Uh, you just have to get that little first one, get on board and, and find a way, go sell other products. Like John said, uh, bank up some capital and, and then go buy their products or sell enough of the other products that they come back to you. Um, and, and for sure, contact them every two weeks, every month, just reach out and let them know where you're at. The sales are building of the other brands and you can't wait to work together in the future. You know, you're still working on getting that mm. capital together to place a big order and just eventually, you know, build a relationship with that person on the other end of the phone and they'll probably, you know, bend the rules a little bit for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's the key. Remember it's a relationship this is not a sprint, you know, it's a marathon, right? So you've got time, you know, shit doesn't have to happen tomorrow. Everybody puts themselves under pressure. Like, Oh, I've got to be a millionaire tomorrow. My business has got to be ever successful tomorrow. Everything's got to work tomorrow or today. Right. It's just not the case. Like sometimes some things will just take a little bit longer, a bit more backwards and forwards. And that's completely normal. That's actually normal for things to take time. That's the expectation you should be under. You know, that's the mindset you got to have, right? You're building something here. All right, we're going to end part two right here. Again, if you want to hear this whole episode, go to patreon.com slash dropship podcast. This is episode number two from our Patreon podcast. You can listen to the whole thing. Uh, and next week, we'll be back with part three here on Tactical Tuesday and wrap this up on all the tips and tricks around high ticket drop shipping supplier calls. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it so far, and we look forward to seeing you next week with part three. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. 
So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.